Periscope Twitter. We are now at halftime. I saw just a little bit of the game there. It looks like uh, Tampa blew a 13 nothing lead with a few turnovers there. Uh, now, these games usually favor the, the home team on Thursday night. So, it um, I think Tampa will come back and win this game. Looks like Jimmy Grounds found the fountain of youth. That's the best he's looked in two years. Uh, just a little glimpse of him there. I think Tampa will bounce back, though. Good game for a Thursday night game. Going through everything before I do a preview, I did a little bit crazy here with the uh, Tennessee Titans situation with COVID. And, of course, New England being moved to Monday at 4 o'clock. I had to double-check that before I went on the air. And, of course, uh, you have uh, Tennessee will be playing on a Tuesday. It's the first time I've ever seen an NFL game played on a Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Central Time. The Patriots will play Denver. And note that uh, Cam Newton will not be playing in that game. He is still on the COVID list there. So uh, from a betting perspective, if this game was going to be played at normal time uh, for for Buffalo and Tennessee, uh, I would have took Tennessee because essentially this team's had a, a week off, a rested uh, Derrick Henry uh, would, would probably have a good, and if this would be the second essential road game for Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's got the roll in the deal. Same thing with Pittsburgh. Uh, a little bit irritated with Tennessee. The NFL's investigating Tennessee for illegal gathering. Uh, they're uh, uh, practicing last week at NBA. Uh, that's a local high school here when the players wouldn't supposed to be doing that. And now they've got more cases of COVID. That uh, looks like Corey Davis won't be playing. That's a notable name that a lot of you would know of that. And But it looks like they may get uh, A.J. Brown back. So and possibility of Taylor Lewan will play on this Tuesday game. But look what it does for Buffalo. Buffalo now has to play on a Tuesday when they should have played on a Sunday. And then instead of playing on Thursday, they move that game back to, to Sunday. So uh, I've been reading around the league and, and, and uh, other players around the league. The sentiment is that Tennessee needs to forfeit that game. And uh, like I said, I'm very disappointed in, in what Matt Vrabel's not be able to keep these guys together. Uh, not really a big buzz about Nashville or about Tennessee because of they are three and zero. They were zero and three. I think Vrabel would be getting a whole lot more heat right now for this. Uh, just like Ben Roethlisberger said, they got the raw end of the deal there on um, for their setup. And now they're going to have to play. Uh, they have an early bye week, and they wanted that midseason bye week. But either way, I'm going to get to the games right now. Get to, I just wanted to talk about that. Uh, I will say this. In life, there's a saying. I think this is from the, the Marines. You, you adapt and overcome. Yeah, yeah, I think Tennessee will probably get a, uh, get a, a draft. Uh, cost them a draft pick or something like that. Uh, the worst case would be a forfeit. And, and I wouldn't be too mad if somebody out of the Nashville team. I'm not really a fan of anybody. I'm, I'm, for now, I mean, really not for now. All the way I've been the last few years, I'm a fan of 
my predictions and my fantasy team. And and if I saw and Tennessee's by the way is legal gambling technically here in Nashville, uh, even though fantasies I consider is is considered gambling. Uh, the commissioner didn't see that way either way. Uh, I'm gonna be my picks. I'm not gonna be gambling per se on these picks, but I'll just give you the the team the the games that I'm most interesting in and looking at them against the spread and everything of that nature. Okay, uh, I tell you what. This Giants and Cowboys game, this happens to be the first one in front of me. And I'll talk a little bit of college, too, everybody, of the major games. Not going to get into all of them. But this Giants and Cowboys game, the over and under is 54. Uh, Dallas is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Now, I do think Dallas will win this game. It looks like they might get Randy Gregory back, a uh, much-needed defensive piece. But if anybody watched the Giants last week, uh, they have the same type of element about the team and, and, and the, the quarterback that they had when Eli Manning was there. What They went out on the West Coast and played pretty well. Uh, it was 14-9 game for Tennessee, uh, for uh, excuse me, for the Giants. In that, and they kept that score very close for the Rams. Now, I know the Rams seemed like they were probably a little flat coming back from that long road trip, but it looks like, the Giants, like the Giants of old, always seem to play better away from home, away from that media, that pressure cooker up in the Foxborough, uh, East Rudford Stadium there, East Rudford, New Jersey, and the um, uh, that New York media, that, that intense pressure cooker known as the New York media, which is the media capital of the world. So I think that they will play well against Dallas. Uh, I think Dallas will win. Again, uh, Dak Prescott is putting up just gaudy numbers that he can't stop anybody. Now, if they do lose this game, and, and if they do give up big numbers, there, there's going to be changes made in Dallas. They will probably uh, fire this, um, uh, this coordinator, uh, which I think they probably should or at least just some of the play calling, or maybe somebody from the staff will get fired, a linebacker coach, or something of that nature, uh, would happen if this happens. Uh, like I said, but I don't think that – I think the Dallas will win this game, and but I don't think they're going to cover. It's a nine-and-a-half-point spread. That is a lot. That's over a touchdown. I think that uh, the fact that they've got Ingram – and they've got a little bit of running game with the Giants. And I noticed that Daniel Jones was using his leg. I'm not still not sold on the guy, but I think he's starting to get more desperate. And Daniel Jones is using his legs more uh, in this game. And, and and I think he'll keep this close with, with, with uh, Golden Tate, Slayton, uh, decent offensive line, and, of course, um, Evan Ingram across the middle. Probably a great play there on fantasy, which I'm going to look more into over the weekend. So uh, if I were uh, a good game to bet on here, uh, probably take the over 54 and, and definitely take the Giants in the points there. The Giants look like they played pretty well, and I think they'll come back. Now the Colts are getting a lot of love. Colts are going on the road, and they're giving – uh, the, the Browns, just looking at it, the order I've printed these forms out, uh, over and under is 48. I wouldn't touch that over and under. That seems like a possible 24, 27, 24 type of game like that. But 
you are giving a point and a half to the Browns, a team uh, with that excellent running game, great pass protection. Looks like they may get some players back, maybe like a Greedy Williams there on the secondary. I know they have some interior defensive guys. Look like they may be banged up. I still not really sold on Phillip Rivers, you know, and that pass rush. So, and this is a and this is a road game. This is another road game. Uh, so it's going to help the running game for the home team. So Kareem Hunt uh, looked to him to have a pretty decent day, even though statistically this is the best Colts defense in years. Uh, I don't know something about that second road game, and you're going against a really confident. Good blocking team there. So I think Cleveland's going to win this game. Plus, they're getting two points there. So I like that a lot. Uh, other games here, 49ers and Dolphins. Like I said last week or, or on Tuesday's program, I just don't think that uh, it's good to rush Tua back. Tua's been sick. It's non-COVID, like the flu or something. I still think stand by, bring Tua in around a week 11 for week 12 and they're in that week 11 bye. Uh, they play the 49ers this week. Jimmy Garoppolo possibly back for this game. Even if not, still uh, the, the Seattle exposed a lot of holes in that Miami defense. This is at the 49ers. I like the 49ers to win this game here. Uh, looks like there's no line. Uh, win this game straight up. Okay. Moving right along, my friends. Moving right along. Talk about a game I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. This Patriot game on Monday, I'm telling you. Uh, this will be a very boring game. Uh, no, no Cam Newton and uh, Ripken, uh, Brett Ripken, uh, the, the nephew of uh, Mark Ripken, I think is his name, Pickles, that used to play. Uh, won a Super Bowl with the Redskins back in 1990. That was the first Super Bowl I've ever seen all the way through. Uh, Stephen Gilmore's got COVID as well. Uh, this game is going to be very boring. You take the under. Uh, you, you're probably going to get Stidham's going to be starting here. And uh, I don't even know what the over and under is. I, I, I would imagine it's somewhere about 46. So I wouldn't take that. Uh, wouldn't touch that game with the 10 foot pole. Much rather watch paint drop. Quite frankly, Pickles, I'm glad it's not on Sunday because that's the game that they would put on red zone. Uh, okay, now now Sunday night, Vikings, uh, Seattle, high scoring game last year. This is a uh, 57 pointer. Now, this is a game that Jefferson uh, be a good play there. And, um, of course, Thielen, but you've got your, your usual suspects there for, for, for Seattle. So I do think that uh, this will be a high-score game. Now, Seattle, seven points, uh, minus seven coming in, over and under 57. I would take the over there. I think that last year this game went over that amount. Uh, this is the same place. This is in Seattle. There's no real home field there. I like the way Minnesota's playing. Of course, I like Seattle to win this game, and I like the over. I like Seattle to cover that seven, and I like the over there as well. Chargers uh, say uh, now the Saints. This is going to be interesting. This is the second row game for the Chargers. I like the Saints to win at home just for that particular reason. Uh, I think people are going a little too crazy with Justin Herbert. I know he had a pretty good game last week. 
people, I think sometimes these analysts can get too excited about these quarterbacks. I'm still not sold on Justin Herbert. I know he's an athlete. That helps. But I feel, I feel like he is winging it a lot. He is uh, by the seat of his pants. Now, the Saints did win a big game, uh, beating that Detroit game. I talk about that on Tuesday's program. Uh, Marshawn, Lattimore, Limited, Jordan Janoris, Jenkins. Those guys may be back for this game. Even if they're not, uh, there's a lot of injuries for the Chargers. Uh, they, got, they still got Melvin Ingram, no Derwin James there second row game, and uh, they're also with their backup quarterback there. Uh, they do not have Austin Eckler. So I think Saints win this game. Not sure if they cover that seven and a half, and I'll take the over. It's like 50.5. Not really sure. I think I may take actually the under for that one. As far as Bills, Bills and Titans, uh, as a gambling perspective, I wouldn't touch it. It's on a Tuesday I would favor uh, Tennessee, but the fact that Tennessee's practice schedule is way off, Buffalo has, uh, you know, Josh Allen red hot. Right now, I'll probably lean Buffalo. And but then Buffalo also has to turn back around and play Kansas City on Sunday. Uh, in the preseason, I picked Kansas City or Buffalo to upset Kansas City because it's going to be a Thursday game. But the fact that they've got to play on Sunday – and Kansas City plays on Sunday. It's an even game for Kansas City. So Kansas City comes out uh, comes out pretty well in this situation. Buffalo gets a raw end of the deal. So I can see why Buffalo would be ticked off at Tennessee Titans right now. And they have a legitimate argument. Because Buffalo would have to play at home or play away game. This would be their second road game. Normally they'd play it on Sunday at noon. And then they come home and they would host Kansas City on a Thursday game, which heavily favors the home team. You've seen this. The Bears came back already. Though Now they have to play a Tuesday game and then turn around and play at home against Kansas City, who played on Sunday, who have a full week's rest. So now I'm leaving Kansas City. There's a possibility Buffalo could lose both of these games when they, uh, they could have possibly won both of them. So uh, I could see where the frustrations would come out of Buffalo. That being said, uh, the Patriots have their two losses already. I think this will all shake out right. I think Buffalo will beat the Patriots head up. So it, it, it's a very interesting setup here, and it, it looks like a lot of the Titans players are to blame for this. Okay, now Panthers Atlanta. Now Dan Quinn could get fired after this game. He's the first guy that I thought that would get fired from the get-go. Uh, and, of course, Bill O'Brien beat him. I'm still a little bit in shock about Bill O'Brien losing his job like that. Somebody will pick him up as a coordinator or a, uh, uh, quarterback coach or something of that nature. But uh, now Carolina Falcons, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be a good fantasy game, three, a noon to three. Uh, Ian Thomas, guys like that, even Mike Davis, the running back for Carolina. And it looks like Calvin Ridley, Julio may be back for uh, for Atlanta. Atlanta's on, uh, Atlanta is at home. Now, they did play uh, Monday. So Carolina's going to have a big, uh, big advantage there. Carolina, Bridgewater seems to be settling down. Offense played pretty well last week. High shootout there. 
54. I take the over. I take the over there. Uh, another game. This Raiders and Chiefs. Okay, now the Chiefs played Monday. They played the Patriots Monday. So the Raiders going to have an automatic uh, advantage there. Uh, also, it looks like Henry Ruggs may play in this game. They needed another deep threat as well. Jacobs may have a decent game there. Now, of course, Kansas City's at home, and Kansas City has all their weapons. I think Kansas City will win it, but I do see a little bit of pushback there. It looks like they haven't listed the over and under for this one. My, my guess is this is probably around 54 and a half. I would take the over there. I think the Raiders bounce back, play well. They're going to come up short because this is at Kansas City. But uh, that is going to be a pretty good game to watch there, Pickles, as well. Okay, Cardinals, Jets. Uh, you got Joe Flacco there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, look for him to have a good game there. Possibly Le'Veon Bell back getting some of the carries for for the Jets. I think uh, he's going to get a lot of carries there. This game, 47. Uh, whew, that's going to be tough. It depends. Probably wouldn't touch the over and under. The Arizona, minus seven. I would actually probably take Arizona because of the Jets. Uh, and Flacco, the Arizona defense may have a pretty good game, even on a um, even on a road game and an early start time. Now, this is the closest prediction I'm going to get to a lock. Now, say that, and Pittsburgh's let me down so many times in the past. If they're, if they're ever the the, the favorite uh, and a big favorite, like they're going to be Sunday. They seems to melon in and and and, and want to melon in and not play intense until the second half. But on paper, this game against uh, Spillers are, are off of bye week, basically that they didn't expect. And uh, Jason Peters, like I said, he, he's he's out for the season. Philly, uh, uh, if it comes back from from a, a West Coast trip with a injured, banged up offensive line, going against the best. Pass rush per second in the NFL in the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, James Conner, look at him have a pretty good day there. Plus, I like that Pittsburgh defense here. Uh, what are they? I'll tell you this. Even if it's seven, it seemed like that was a seven-point game there. I would take Pittsburgh to win this game and cover. And I think the Pittsburgh defense is going to play really well Sunday at home against Philadelphia and go 4-0. and oh. Okay, staying in the same division, I don't know if anybody caught this, but uh, Lamar Jackson has missed two days this week with a knee injury. The team is constantly saying it's minor, it's minor, it's minor. Okay, it's minor. It, it, it um, you, you weighing out that many days in practice. Plus, it, the Jimmy Smith, questionable. Marcus Peters, uh, he is questionable. That is a 13-and-a-half-point spread there. Uh, I know this is in Baltimore. I think I'm going to take uh, Cincinnati and thir two touchdowns practically. Uh, I'd like to make some Joe Burrow here, especially if Jimmy Smith and possibly Peters both could be out of this game. Uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins could have a really good game. Now, that being said, these guys could play – and Burrow could throw a couple of interceptions, but at the end, find rhythm and end up um, 
and end up covering this 13 and a half. That is a lot. This could be a 10-point game, and you still get the money there. That is a lot of points there. I don't think the Ravens are that dominant. You know, uh, Washington hung in there against Baltimore. And, and of course, Washington, uh, like I predicted, uh, Dwayne Haskins, I thought they would put Alex Smith in there. Uh, Ron Rivera wanted to give Cal Allen another try for whatever reason. But uh, Dwayne Haskins had some, according to Doug Williams, uh, and uh, even Urban Meyer, he has some work ethic and maturity issues, and it's caught up with him. If he wants to work hard and possibly get another chance, he can because he was a first-round pick, but he wasn't ready for this job. So Cal Allen's going to be starting Sunday for uh, – for Washington. Now, I like the Rams to win and cover that. That's a seven-point spread there. Uh, 44 over and under. I would take the over because I think they're going to get creative there. Uh, but I'll take the over, but I'll also take the Rams to win that game on the road. They play pretty well there at home. We'll go over some fantasy takes there. But uh, like I said, just Dwayne Haskins, I, I told you guys I predicted. I knew it was getting close, and then Right off the went off the air Wednesday morning, uh, Ron Rivera said that Dwayne Haskins, of course, as usual, Twitter, very predictable, called it races and everything. And then guys like Jason Whitlock, he calls BS on it and says, hey, look, you know, the guy drafted Robert Griffin the uh, third. Uh, Doug Williams works for the organization. Doug Williams was the first guy to uh, win a Super Bowl with this team. Uh, it, it, that was a lame argument. Uh, mainly, that's what his agent was putting out there. Uh, you know, Haskins has to worry about Haskins. He has to work his butt off and get back into um, get back into form and good graces, and he'll get your opportunity. Uh, that's what training camps and mini camps are for. Yes, I know that he didn't get a chance to do that this year, but he knew he played a big chunk of last year. He knew what the situation was coming in. Those those uh, arguments and, and um, criticisms were of Dwayne Haskins last year. So he should have known coming in this year that he was going to be on a tight rope uh, and and a uh, tight leash or whatever you want to call it. And, and, and it just didn't work out. My, my thing is, I think Ron Rivera from the, from the get-go was thinking, this guy's not my guy. Daniel Snyder's pushing him on me. I told him that I want to get my own guy. So Washington – We'll be looking for a quarterback next year, and I think uh, likely the Giants will too. I think that if, if the draft happened uh, today, I think the Giants would pick second and the Jets would pick first. Or I may have that backwards, actually. But either way, I think the Giants, before this is over with, in Washington are two teams that will be looking for a quarterback uh, and will be drafted pretty high come the NFL draft. And like I said, I like the Rams to win this game outright. I think they bounce uh, bounce back and play well, even though they did win uh, last week. And, okay, Jacksonville, this is the first game. A uh, little bit of backstory there with uh, J.J. Watt. Had some words with, um, had some words with Bill O'Brien a few weeks back about the poor defense that they played against Pittsburgh. And that pretty much, he, he, 
uh, formed a coup or something like that, a Kane's mutiny or whatever you want to call it, and, and, and got Bill O'Brien fired. So this is their first game of Romeo Cornell. I got a feeling they're going to play pretty well. Uh, they're six-point favorites, and they're going to beat uh, Jacksonville at home. And I think they'll cover that, and they'll go over 54.5. I like James Robertson to play well on the other side there at running back. and But I do think that Deshaun Watson is going to play well, and I think they will play well. Typically, teams, when they, when they fire the coach, they come out. Now, they still may be garbage this year. Uh, they will play like a house of fire. And uh, Romeo uh, Cornell, I remember he took over for Kansas City. I want to say Todd Haley was fired. And they played really good. And they end up beating a uh, – excuse me, everybody. I'm going to have to start over my – I get to talk and lose track of time here. Start over my – they, um, <laughs> they beat a 15-1 and team that year. Uh, it was a Green Bay team, and Green Bay went on to lose the, uh, the playoffs that year. And Kansas City hired Cornell, and he was terrible. That was just a drill and stuff. And I thought that was so stupid because he, he was a major failure at Cleveland, like most of Bill Belichick's assistants. But I hope this that Houston learns from uh, Kansas City's mistake of hiring Cornell as a head coach and Cleveland's mistake as hiring Romeo Cornell as a head coach. He's a fair defensive coordinator, uh, but he, he he's just not a good head coach like Matt Patricia, <laughs> another Belichick assistant. So uh, let's see. I think that is it from the NFL. Now, there's some big college games, everybody, that I wanted to talk about here. Let's see. Okay. I know a lot of people, they're, they're putting a lot into this Miami. And I may be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. And I like to see shakeups in the college game. But Miami, the Miami-Clemson, that's a seven and a two matchup there. Uh, I know Manny, what's his name, Manny Diaz, they over and under 63. I don't know if I'll touch that. But I think I'm, I'm going to take Clemson for the 14 there. I don't think Miami's quite got the players yet to, to compete with Clemson. Clemson's got a lot of returning starters, including the number one overall pick in Trevor Lawrence. I think Clemson's going to play pretty well, and they're going to cover this game. Still going to watch it. Love watching me some tri- Dabo Swinney, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Dabo Swinney's a guy's name is going to get niching for a lot of jobs around the NFL. Uh, Jacksonville, perhaps. The Giants, perhaps. The Jets, perhaps, and of course Houston, who used to coach Deshaun Watson. So a lot of eyes are going to be on this game. Uh, Miami may keep it close for about a half, and I see Clemson pulling away there. Uh, speaking of Florida State and, and uh, Notre Dame, there now, Jeff, uh, I can't remember the guy's name there, but uh, the head coach there for Notre Dame. He may get mentioned in a few pro jobs as well. They are number five in the country, hosting Florida State. Now, this is Mike Norvell. This is his first year. So I want to, you know, remind everybody, this COVID thing, we, we haven't had any spring practice, barely had a full fall practice. Everybody's routine is off. So I'm going to cut more, Mike, the former Memphis coach, taking over for Florida State some slack this year. 
uh, I, I just don't think – I think Notre Dame is going to demolish these guys. They've already got two losses, and, and, and it's a 20-point – I think they'll actually cover that 20-point spread at home, Notre Dame. Okay, another another big game, uh, Pickles. Actually, well, I got one more game, and I'll talk about Tennessee and Georgia. Again, Texas-Oklahoma, I was listening to Colin Coward yesterday, and he brought in Joe Platt, a guy that calls a lot of these Big Ten games for Fox, and he was saying that if Tom Herman loses, the Texas head coach Tom Herman loses to Oklahoma, Will there be booster talk and donor talk about Alton Tom Herman at some point this year? Uh, he's one and three against TCU. Uh, Lou, uh, very poor as a favorite. Uh, has not bowled well. Again, he, he's, he's been there four years. This is year four for Tom Herman. So now I think the win. Now Oklahoma's got a true freshman quarterback here. That has played well, but it's also he, he's thrown a lot of interceptions. But he's put up some big yards, and, and you know the Lincoln Riley Project sounds like a uh, band there, Lincoln Riley Project. But uh, there's going to be a lot of press. This is Tom Herman's game. You know they are the OU's actually favored. Excuse me. Yeah, OU is favored by two and a half. This will be played in Dallas. This will be a great game. Very early, 11 a.m. Central time game, and and uh, like I said, Ellinger is the Texas quarterback. Tom Herman, they got to win this game. They have to win this game. If they lose this game, rumblings will start to come around about Herman. I thought he was a lock. Again, I talked about this on uh, on Tuesday that you know the guy, the job may simply be too big for Herman. It simply may be too big for him. It may be a situation like that because he did great at Houston. He beat Oklahoma with Houston talent instead of Texas talent. It's kind of like Shaka Smart, the uh, the basketball coach that come over from Virginia Commonwealth. I could have swore that Shaka Smart's on the hot seat for Texas basketball. It's like the job was too big for him as well. This is a game to watch. This may be... Uh, he's got like he makes like seven million a year. It's a huge contract there. The guy's a good recruiter. He'll get another job. Yeah, yeah, Kevin. Uh, yeah, you're right. Me too, man. I thought Herman was a lock. Um, like it's like I thought that that John Harbaugh and Michigan would be a lock to beat Ohio State in year three, and it just hasn't happened yet. Ohio State is still out recruiting them. Uh, that that really threw me off. Okay, Tennessee, Georgia. I know a lot of people. Now, Tennessee is on a, I want to say they're an eight-game winning streak going back to last year. Georgia has one of the best defenses in the entire country. Uh, Georgia, now they've got this quarterback there, um, Bennett Stetson. Stetson Bennett sounds like some kind of cologne or something, but that's the actual name of the quarterback. I'm not sure about this guy. Uh, he looked a little shaky in both games. You know, they've, they've played Arkansas, who, who beat um, – they play – I know, uh, Tickles, I figured you'd catch that. Stetson, yeah, Stetson Bennett, some kind of cheap uh, cologne to get at Walgreens. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh, 
these guys beat Arkansas, who later beat LSU, and they suffocated Auburn at home, uh, this Georgia defense, uh, with, with Bo Nix, who played for Auburn last year. That is a big rival game, okay? And I've said it time and time again, the last three years, these guys have had the one or two class, but player for player, uh, someone was talking about that the other day, I think it was Joe Klatt, that they have the most talent uh, of any team in the country, player for player, roster-wise. That being said, this is a this, these are we're still talking about 19, 20, 21 year olds, okay? 18, 19, 20, 21 year old uh, young people. I won't call them kids. That this is a sandwich game. Georgia has to play Alabama next week. Georgia played a huge, Kevin. I don't know if you're still watching me on um, out there on Facebook. But they've got to play Alabama next week, Georgia. And people's already talking about Georgia National Championship talks. They played Auburn last week. Now they have to play Tennessee. Tennessee uh, is 14th now. Tennessee has Cade Mays as a transfer uh, that's from Georgia. Big storyline here. He's a five-star guy. He's a junior pickles. He is projected to be a first-round guard pick. He's up there in the Quentin Nelson type of territory. Probably not as good as a Quentin Nelson who plows place for the Colts. But him and Tyler Smith, uh, left tackle, is also projected to be, according to and most malt drafts, a first-round pick. So they've got two first-round guys that are coming out this year. Tennessee on a, uh, I think, a seven- or eight-game winning streak coming back to last year. Now, last year... Uh, that was a 43-14 to 14, uh, game at Tennessee against Georgia. Now, that was Jake from uh, – that was Jake from – yes, yes, Kevin. I, that's what I was saying. Kevin was saying they have the, – the, this This calls for an upset. This This is a recipe for an upset. Um, this is, the, the line, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Kevin, was, was 14 – Coming into this week, now it's down to 12 and a half of force for Georgia. I will say this. If Tennessee scores first and has a lead and makes this young guy, the Stetson Bennett, uh, the guy named after his dad's favorite cologne, if he has to throw to come back, he's got that number 13 jersey. He's a junior. He's not one of these superstar transfer players. This is not a Justin Fields situation. Um, and, and Tennessee, who has Jarrett Garantano, uh, that veteran offensive line, playing with a lot of energy on defense there. I can see this could potentially be an upset. I'm thinking that this game is very close going into the halftime, midway through the third quarter, and eventually Georgia uh, pulling away and probably beating this barely, barely beating this point spread. Another scenario, Kevin, is is this is a sandwich game. They're going to overlook Tennessee, and uh, they're going to be hanging in there. Hanging, and Tennessee's going to beat these guys at the end with, with experience and with the running game and with the control of the line of scrimmage. So this could be an upset. I'm saying that Georgia pulls away at the very end, but if this game is close, I've, I've already set the, the table for that. It would be a typical sandwich game. If there wasn't this much talent in Georgia, I would pick Tennessee 
straight up to win this game. So if Tennessee wins this game, Coach, um, this will be a huge victory for Jeremy Pruitt, who has uh, had a good recruiting offseason. They went on this big um, winning streak after getting humiliated early in the season. This game last year, I recall watching this game last year and how hard Tennessee played uh, last year in this particular game and in the Alabama game. And it it seemed like, man, Tennessee is making a big jump. And sure enough, Tennessee went on to win several games in a row, including their bowl game. And, And now it's taken off in recruiting. I think they got a receiver from USC. They've got this Kate Mays. From Georgia, got uh, had to fight like all get out. Something to do with the severed hand situation. Something to do with his finger. Uh, a transfer uh, back to where his dad went to school, and his and his younger brothers also an offensive line at Tennessee. So they got a little something special going there. This could be the big upset of the week. A national championship contender gets put out by Tennessee before they play Alabama. I can see the headlines now. That would be really good for the Orange Country here. Okay, Florida and Texas A&M. Texas A&M coming off that uh, that Alabama game. I see a major letdown here. Uh, I can see that playing out. Florida, Cal Trash, see them continuing to play well. I know Jimbo Fisher, there's rumblings about him. Now, like I said, Tuesday, he's in year three with no, no spring practice, a limited uh, uh, fall practice. I still give Fisher a little bit more time because he's won a national championship. This is not this is not a Tom Herman situation. I've kind of started hearing some rumblings about Jimbo Fisher, and I'm like, no, that's you want to give Fisher another year and Fisher off trust because I know how well he did at Florida State. A lot of quarterbacks drafted the NFL, but none of them major superstars. But he did do some a good job developing those players. So. I do, but that being said, I like I like the road team, man. You know, Florida is playing really well. Uh, they have a really clean shot at a national championship game. Uh, other big games here: uh, Alabama and Ole Miss. Uh, Lane Kiffin says some smart comment about uh, 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 Nick Saban couldn't cover him, uh, and and then Nick Saban came back at him and said, "Well." Uh, you're not 68 years old and have a hip replacement, so or whatever his name is. But I want to see if you're in good a shape as I am. So I think that Saban, for that comment that that Lane Kiffin said, I think Saban's going to put two more touchdowns on them. The point spread is 24. I'll take Alabama on the road uh, over 24. How about that? Uh, other other games, Arkansas, Auburn. Uh, I'll take Auburn at home. They got embarrassed last week. I think they bounced back and beat, beat Arkansas straight up. I don't know about that 13 and a half points. Arkansas beat LSU last week. They still may be feeling that high and letting it roll into the next game. So, whoo, that was a mouthful. Hey, everybody, I will be back here Sunday at 8 a.m. Central Time, we will talk about Fantasy Scope, Sports Scope. And I will also, if I get a chance to share it, I will be on the Jim, uh, I think it's Jim and Max show. 
out of uh, out of the New York City area. It's another podcast. I'll see if I can share that on my page. But either way, I will be back Tuesday, 9 p.m. Central Time to talk uh, the recap of these games. Hope I'm right with some of these possible upsets and pickums and everything. Good luck, everybody. Gamble responsibly. Started give them y'all uh, the uh, the uh, have your pets spayed and neutered. Going a little Bob Barker, but uh, wrong PSA. <laughs> have a good one, everybody. See you Sunday here on Fantasy Scope.